I'm Luna, and this is Ponderings with Luna. I'm hopping on today to talk, to ponder. (laughs) My last episode I did with my best friend Naomi, and um, she had this wonderful idea of continuing that that style when I bring people on. And so I'm going to, I am going to continue, maybe lead into a series of what has healing looked like for you. Um, yeah. And with that thought, I thought maybe I should talk about what healing has looked like for me. Um, yeah, gives me a topic, gives me something to talk about. So, (laughs) um, I remember just like her asking me like when my healing journey started and um, I feel like I didn't actually start healing until like I mentioned like 17, 18 when I moved out of my parents' house probably. There was always like, not always, but I remember realizing I didn't like who I was when I was like 11. I was a mean kid, you know, continuing cycles of abuse outside the household. Um, I can't just hitting people. I hit a lot of people. (laughs) I hit kids. I don't know what my problem was. I probably got hit, but, um, I just remember being like, I don't want to be mean. And so there was, there was this desire to be a good person, to be a good person. I didn't like that I was hurting people. Like, I remember realizing that I was, like, it wasn't fun for them. And I was, like, oh, this isn't fun. Um, But it wasn't, like, that wasn't, it didn't catapult me into making different decisions. It was a very slow burn to releasing the behaviors I don't like. It took me a while. And, um, like, I just think about, like, middle school and, freshman and sophomore year and there was some poor decisions made that were not in the sake of healing but I think they were in the sake of like seeking freedom and independence and uh to me that felt powerful so it was it was a way of me getting my power back but it just wasn't healthy you know we didn't have I don't know what healthy looked like um up until about my those later teen years so Yeah, I feel like I actually started to put in practice um, just being more conscious and realizing, like, I always knew it was trauma, but when you're 15, you know, and adults don't take you seriously, how do you unpack trauma? How do you do that? You usually start, like, hanging out with friends and, like, doing drugs and drinking, honestly, because trauma is so heavy. But, yeah, the unpacking happened probably when I moved out of the house. I was finally able to relax and feel feelings and it was heavy. I processed a lot in Tavy's house. Shout out to Tavy for taking in a mentally ill teenager and trying to help me while I'm trying to help them. <laughs> Want a break? Everyone drink water. Yeah, and I just, uh, I just remember realizing that I hadn't actually started to do much of the work. I was, I think, I was developing self awareness and consciousness for those few years, 
without really putting things into practice. And then I finally was shown a healthy practice. And so I was able to create a routine and step into, um, step into a more, what am I trying to stay? Stay. Oh my goodness. Say step into a more, there it is like non-judgment space. And that really allowed for me to heal. And I started writing too. Writing is probably my biggest healing tool. Like if I had a tool or if I had to give credit to one specific thing, if I had to choose, I would say writing has been my catalyst for healing. It's a space that's allowed me to unpack everything. And I still struggle with being completely honest and vulnerable with myself in my journals. Um, My stuff was gone through when I was a kid and read all the time. So I just like privacy is a soft spot for me or a sore spot and so and I think I'm waiting for I don't know what I'm waiting for I know one day though I'll be able to be 100% transparent with myself without the fear of like someone reading it and judging me so it's interesting how those things that happen to you as a kid really permeate and influence your expression and your identity as an adult um yeah sorry that just I just that made me realize something so um I'm looking over the questions I had written for Naomi um yeah like the things that have helped me heal have been writing um and sharing sharing my my process on Instagram um has has really helped me um put pieces together um it has helped me step out of myself because other people are being affected by the energies you know it's a collective um and it creates a sense of community and like togetherness and this unfolding of um divine alignment and spiritual growth and the new age spirituality uh to me it just seems like things are surfacing like this is a new things are just have been buried by the patriarchy for so long and now spirit is like huh bitch you thought you could smother me look at me bright disrupting y'all's normalcy <laughs> uh, off topic sorry um Uh, back to tools I yeah so like writing sharing on Instagram and finding community and connectedness in our in our journeys that just that just is nice it's it's fun like to find tribe is it just you know there's a piece of you that you just connected with again um some other things that I've been doing I I did recently start therapy and I've always had the, an inkling that talk therapy would be helpful for me because it would allow me to surface memories I've suppressed. Um, and in therapy, like, you can just go. Like, you can just unload. And that's what I need. <laughs> I need to just unload and have someone either, like, call me out or validate, like, a perspective, I think. And, yeah, I'm, this is making me think of my last therapy session um with who I'm seeing and 
there was just there was stuff that I've never even thought about like she just knew what questions to ask and I was able to be open and vulnerable um and let some stuff out that like I didn't even know was lingering you know um I have um I my whole life I was told like called names and I was always told I was like selfish and grateful bad like I was a bad I was the bad kid <laughs> um and that does a lot to a person when they're so young you know they're going to spend the rest of their life trying to prove to themselves to their families to their peers to their loved ones that they aren't bad that they are actually good that they are grateful that they are thankful that they care that they love you and it leaves like um it leaves a hole of where like your self-worth would be um so yeah therapy is helping me unpack that because I can see how I'm like constantly trying to prove to myself that I'm a good person or that I have good intentions like that's it's not even the good person part it's more of the intentions I find myself always doubting my own intentions and I like I know where that stems from um and it's silly like when I, I, as soon as I realized that that's kind of the mode that I operate in, it's just like, I want the best for everyone. I want the best for everyone. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to actualize their dreams and like, there's enough for everyone. So once I remind myself my heart's in the right place, it's easier to subside those like guilty feelings of like, the guilt and the shame of like not being sure if my intentions are good. Um, it's been nice to like observe that without shame recently because I can see so clearly where it stems from after that session with my therapist. So if you've been considering talk therapy and you aren't sure or if there's something that's holding you back, um, if you go to UAA, uh, even if you don't go to UAA, I think you can reach out but UAA has um therapy for their students and it's free while you're in semester and if you're not in semester it's only $105 for the whole semester that you're out so you get to see a therapist for free or for 105 bucks I think that's really amazing I do believe they are like getting their degrees and stuff or are finishing up whatever they need to finish up to get like fully certified you know what I mean but just being able to be open and share that space it was it was very healing for me I recommend talk therapy but yeah I would have to say writing and expressing the experiences has been my biggest healing tool and learning how to communicate openly and directly without anger I'm not there all the way yet but I do like direct communication and I've recently been able to get that from my partner and from my friends and from my loved ones and I'm noticing that it helps it helps a lot to have clear communication and understanding and like you don't need to understand to accept something also but it's nice to have understanding and uh I've recently been feeling very heard and I've noticed that's that's pretty helpful on this journey for me. I don't think I was heard much when I was little.
Um, and then like that following question, um, how big of a role is self-awareness for me? I would have to say self-awareness is like the catalyst, like, or not even, sorry, wrong word. Like, if the train is healing, the tracks is self-awareness. Like, you need the tracks to get where you're going. Um, and yeah, I would have to say, I would have to say my, my tracks are pretty well maintained. If not, please, someone call me out. Dear God. Um, but I would have to say self-awareness has been what led to the true healing. Because when I was younger, I don't think I had as much self-awareness as I do now. And that's allowed me to maintain boundaries, to be respectful, to choose when and when not to speak. You know, when to hold my peace or share my peace. Um, it's helped me with my approach and communication it's helped me with um with like those moments of spiraling you know like when you get when your anxiety starts to really act up or your stress starts to really act up uh self-awareness really helps me to remember to like ground center and like calm my my nervous system so it's not always like in the moment, you know, you're like, uh, you feel yourself about to do something. And so you self-awarely make a conscious decision to be better. Excuse me. Sometimes shit happens and you acted from a place of un like unconsciousness. And that's where like this self-awareness to not judge, excuse me, and remain aware and present will help make a difference. I'm curious how, like, I am curious how self-aware other people feel. Do you feel present? Do you feel like you're there for a lot of your day? Or are you an autopilot? Are you just going through the motions? Um, even, like, self-awareness in the beginning is catching yourself being an autopilot and then trying to remain present for a few more moments than you did the day before. And from there, it just gets easier and easier. So... Um, I'm looking over these questions and, um, number four is, has anything faith related helped? I, I've, I am very spiritual. I, I believe in energy. Um, and that has been incredibly helpful to be honest. Um, cause once I realized energy is what's making some of us sick, most of us sick, you know, energy build up. It was easier to start getting into um, healing for me, um, tapping into energetic blocks in my body to help release tension and suppress memories and all of those fun things. Uh, I wouldn't say like, like to me, faith is such an open term and that's why I prefer using that over like has anything spiritual religious helped because you can have faith in yourself. You can have faith in nature. You can have faith in biology. <laughs> you can have faith in whatever. Um, for me, yeah, I source, source energy, um, spirit, whatever you want to refer to it as. That's been a huge catalyst for me. Um, channeled writing, um, cards, they just have provided a lot of clarity and moments of confusion. 
Um, and as always, taken with a grain of salt, but it's funny when you pull those cards, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and I don't feel like I'm making it work. Some cards, all right, don't resonate. Generally though, those cards that follow, I see them in action and I'm like, thank you for kind of putting into perspective what's going on. So there's been quite a few faith related things, but I would have to say even without faith, like self-awareness is such a, if you don't have faith, then work on the logics and work on self-awareness and connecting to yourself and learning your body, get physical with it, learn how, like learn your physical cues, learn to regulate your nervous system. And, you know, when you're endorphins and shit get bumping can you calm yourself down can you get your breathing back to normal um there's a lot of information coming out about ptsd um and then also like with the nervous system and how trauma stored in the body and sometimes when you when you have ptsd um and you get triggered and you go into that fight or flight your i don't know how to say it right your circadian your car your something rhythm <laughs> It does not go back to normal. And to me, like just hearing that, that makes me think of like, if anyone is confused on where to start or unsure where to start and they don't want to go the spiritual route, um, it's the same to me. But if you don't want the lingo, connect to your body. To me, connect to your soul. But connect to your body, connect to your soul, connect to your mind. Like, learn the intricacies of you without judgment and from there you'll be in a place to make changes you know the judgment and the the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds aren't gonna happen now unless you do something and if you beat yourself up about what you did in the past um and like really just judge yourself it's gonna be hard to grow from that it's gonna be hard to like move on you gotta there has to be self-forgiveness and a desire to move forward guilt and shame can really keep us locked in and if there is like something about yourself that you are feeling shame or guilty over take accountability you know to yourself or and if there's other people involved to them let them know you're aware that you did whatever you did apologize and you know, make the conscious action to not do it again. But if if you can, like, step into a place of non-judgment, um, yeah, your healing will, non-judgment and self-forgiveness, your healing will really, really take off. That compassion is what your inner child has been waiting for, is wanting. And as soon as you can say, like, hey, we don't need to act like that. Like it's okay. Come on. You're you're allowing yourself room for growth and room for change. So yeah. Just don't beat yourself up. It's a journey. And if you're unsure of where to start, connect with your body. Um when I think about what hasn't worked for me before, um, I mean, alcohol was a big coping mechanism for me for quite a few years, 
weed still is weed still is um working on that but I don't numb anymore I don't numb myself I was so used to being numb that I seeked it I created it I, I wanted it and that's just that's just not where I'm at anymore I don't want to be numb like when I I a really good example for me is I used to not feel tattoos at all. <laughs> I could sit in the chair. I struggle to sit in the chair now. It is hard for me to get a tattoo because my body feels again. I've connected to it again. I can identify sensations of pain, like light touch, deep touch, stabbing, scratching. It was all the same. It was all just like nothing I was very numb I was physically numb um I mean kind of sucks I can't sit in the chair as long but to me it's nice to know that like I have feelings again I have physical feelings and emotional feelings and what for so long was like the biggest black hole in my chest and stomach is an occasional stone dropping in now you know, that 25 pound weight in your body. It's like a, it's like a pebble for me these days that rolls around. It sometimes gets a little bit bigger, but I'm able to, I'm able to tumble it back down and uh, remind myself that I am safe and that I'm doing my best. So what else can I do about the situation right now? Yeah. That has been my healing journey. I would have to say, you know, it's still going, obviously. It's still going. There's a lot to unpack, and I think there's a lot to unpack for everybody. Um, and doing it by ourselves is uh, it's a little lonely. So I would like to have these conversations more often. Let's talk about healing. Maybe there's something that we do the same and we could do together to get some some inner child healing in. So thank you guys for listening. <laughs> I appreciate your time as always. Um, the sun moves into Gemini today, so we'll be in Gemini for the next four-ish weeks. Um, socializing, connecting, networking, communication, all things Gemini loves. Um, every Gemini I know loves to have a good time. So get in the sun, go out, have some fun, you know, network, meet some people, talk to some people, vibe with some tribe. We just got out of the comforting sign of Taurus. So let's go explore a little bit and learn, fill your brain with something that you want to learn about. And, um, if you guys are interested in the moon phase, it's last quarter in Aquarius. Um, we're in the waning period, so it's introspective. Wait, I might be wrong about that. Give me a second. No, we are in the waning period. So it's about introspection and, um, today's phase is, or today and tomorrow's phase is about assessment and contemplation. Um, you know, think about what's worked for you. And then give gratitude and love to that. And then think about what isn't working for you. And then give gratitude and cut it free. Set it free. Um, 
whatever. If you're not feeling it, say thank you and you no longer serve me. I'll see you around. Weird thing I don't want anymore. But yeah, I hope you all are well. Many blessings to you. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get off now. (laughs) Bye.